Hi, this is Bert Newton, and you're listening to Triple R. Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters, Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 68. It's Uninvited Cinnamon. My name is <laughs> Ross McQueen. With me to my list, I have Mr. Brett Cropley. Uh, good evening, viewers. And to my right, and possibly having a little bit of microphone trouble, I have Mr. Josh Canal. Hey, hey. That's just dead. I'll try it now. Hey, hey. Yes. Ah, you're back on. At back last. On. At last. <laughs> uh,. We're box cutters. It's all about television. We're filling in for the architects mm-hmm. while they take a well-rested break from their inclined tables and high chairs. <laughs> and I love those high chairs. I, I knew you would. And and the special rulers. I knew the drafting. I knew you'd love oh, the special rulers. The best special. part is making those little models with the card, the thick cardboard. I just want to say thanks to Jacinta for the last three hours of excellent, fantastic, music. excellent music. Mm. Good on for her. She'll be back next week filling in for Exit Music as well. As I said, Box Cutters, all about television. And I have to say at this point, it was a little bit tougher to come into the studio this week, I have to say. Really? My wife and I are three quarters of the way through Series 3 of Deadwood. Ah. Very, very hard to tear ourselves away from the television. It's it's quite the series, isn't it? It is. It's fantastic. You you really think at the end of of Series 2, well, how can they do any better than that? And yet, series three, extraordinary. So, for for people who aren't familiar with Deadwood, that's uh, it, it's on Showtime in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, which is on Foxtel, your cable, mm-hmm. and uh, they they have started showing se- series three on Showtime as well. Uh, you can, of course, go from the internet, and or you can purchase very reasonably priced copies at all good DVD stores. Yes, of series one uh, and two, series one and, and surely two. series three at some point soon. And uh, Series 3 and 4 of The Shield, I want to say, are both on special at Amazon.com at the moment. So, they'll be coming to my mailbox soon. I'm very excited. Very excited. <laughs> uh, I'm also very excited about this episode of Box Cutters. Well, as, as well you should be, Josh. We've got uh, the wonderful Corinne Grant, formerly of Rove Live, Skit House and The Glass House. Was she in Skit House? Yes, she was. Okay. But good on for you for doing research, Brett. (laughs) She'll be coming in later on in the show. Uh, We've also got some Ray Watch, the letters to box cutters that were relegated, removed. Which you promised last week. I promised last week. It won't get bumped again, will it? No. No bumping. No bumping. We're going to finish everything off with pork, as we always do, but... As we also always do on Box Cutters, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters news. Speaking of the internet, as was mentioned in the intro, the first four episodes of the new series of 24 have apparently been leaked onto the internet and are freshly available. One-sixth. One-sixth. One-sixth of 24. Yeah. 
have been leaked onto the internet. So, what, they're, mm. they're available as torrents for people to download? Yep. Apparently, uh, I haven't seen them, but apparently very high quality too. Really? Mm. Uh, I Yeah. Lots of rumour and speculation about how they got onto the internet, but uh, uh, yeah, no one's really sure. Was one. it you, Ross? It wasn't me. It had nothing to do with me. It may have had something to do with some copies that Fox were planning to distribute after the after the first four episodes had gone to air next Sunday and Monday. They're planning to do a double on Sunday and Monday. Uh, and they've got some catch-up DVDs that they were going to distribute to people who hadn't seen them for whatever reason, and that may be part of the cause. But, again, it's all rumour and speculation. They don't send out review copies for TV writers to be able to write about it? Oh, well, they, they would. They would, so maybe it was, it was those, but I think... <laughs> If, if it was those, it'll be the last time that ever happens. Mm. So, they've only been leaked a week before yeah, going, it, it, going to air. It's only a week, but there's uh, lots of very excited 24 fans out there on the internet. And I've seen uh, a graphic from one of the episodes with uh, with Jack Bauer in full beard. Uh, well, well, Saddam, that, Saddam Hussein spider hole style. That that was released in his white underwear. White that front. was released a little while ago. I think um, I've seen another screen capture which has an image uh, from Fox News uh, about bombings in downtown San Francisco. I think it is. Oh. So uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, and, and and apparently there's an Islamic Jack Bauer. Ooh, that, that he goes up against. I have to, I have to say that uh, I turned on twenty four after. Kind of episode eight of the first series, and I held out a bit longer. It, I, I held out to about episode twelve, and then uh, once I, I killed Ira Gaines, it was uh, all downhill. That was it. <laughs> I recently saw uh, series five, which I think you just have to view it as a completely different show mm. to to what initially started as twenty four. And if you see it as just a roller coaster ride that gets more and more ridiculous each episode. It's just a lot of fun, so I, I'm quite looking forward to Series 6, actually. Yeah, yeah it's a it's, it's a big surprise. The uh, st- Staying on the internet, Ooh. Australia is high on downloading, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Really? You can get a buzz out of it now. Uh, apparently so. This is, do you uh, have to, do you have to, is that a shoot-up, or do you chase the dragon, maybe, with the internet? Or how do you, how do you get your high off the internet? I was wondering when you were going to stop. The University of Sydney uh, has just said that uh, Australia is mad for downloading. We love downloading. In a a study they recently uh, performed, 70% of respondents said that they've downloaded television series, Mm -hmm. most illegally. You know, legally is very hard to do in Australia. Well, it's it's what percentage of of the download market for TV do you think would be legal? Like, of, of the available TV out there, what point... One of a percent? I'd say, I'd say probably, yeah. Because we don't really have it much on iTunes Music Store. We don't have no. that really available. There's some stuff, but yeah, M- not McLeod's a lot. Daughters, uh, little bits of Rove. Yeah. But very little. Very little. Uh, and apparently uh, 20.9% of Australian downloaders claim that uh, the computer is their primary source for accessing TV content. Wow. And I have to say, I, that's that's the way it is at my house. Mm. Uh, it's it's where all of the inter- entertainment comes it's from. It's your primary source. Yeah. Really? It is the primary source. And I have cable television. Mm. And mm. and still, I think more things I'm, I'm watching. Because you learn about series, you find out about series, and you don't want to start at 
series three of something. And so uh, you go back and you yep. you try to find the first two series if they're not available on I'm, DVD. I'm still looking for that first series of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. <laughs> If anybody's got it out there, it's it's a special one. Yeah, I do with with uh, was it, was it Booger the guy that's now in uh, Men in Trees? Uh, yeah, his name his name wasn't Booger, I don't think, but uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, or, he also played the young John Goodman on Roseanne. Alternately, if you uh, if you want to, you know, if you've got a bit of non viewing time over summer, where the networks are just shoveling crap at you, well, that's you it. can if, watch a whole series in in a hit. I mean, it's perfect. If you hate tennis, like I do, mm-hmm. what else are you going to fill your time with? Yep. Sure, there's reading and going outside and playing, <laughs> but who's going to do that? They don't involve a screen. And I, I also have to say that when, when things are available on DVD to hire, like I did with the first series of Carnival, mm-hmm. uh, then that's obviously the easiest way to go and do it. But I, I don't know. Is, I, I'm going to have to stop you here. Isn't it Carnival? I always thought it was Carnival. Carnival. Yep, two to one. You See, lose. There's, you no lose. Accent, there's no accent on the end. I don't know. I don't know. Still on uh, internet news. Oh, my God. But uh, talking, talking about a uh, little local network called the 10 Network, uh, they are to become the first major network. Sorry, they're going with the uh, show Supernatural and making the first major network program to be available for free internet download before airing on television. Oh, that's part of that 0.1% that we're talking about. No, I think that builds it up to 0.15. Right. So this is free downloads from Channel 10 before it actually goes to air. That's fantastic. What what format are they going to take? It's amazing. Uh, It doesn't actually specify in this article. Uh, It'll be available online five days before it's airing and available for 48 hours. And the first one's from uh, January 11 at 5 p.m. You see, once again, this is this is a good use for the internet, and and it's great to see. Uh, there's there's lots of websites in the US that are doing fantastic things, rather than the networks just kind of freaking out about the internet. That are actually having good stuff. Um, the US version of The Office has a very good website, which has deleted scenes on it, has characters writing their own blogs in character, uh, lots of good content that people would be interested in if if they're a fan of the show and draws them draws them to the website. I think this is this. Is positive. There's a blog associated with uh, the young boy in Jericho. Oh, is that? Yep. yep. Okay. In and, his uh, character. And Heroes, which is on in the States at the moment and is uh, coming very soon, probably as soon as the tennis finishes, to yep. Channel 7. Uh, they've actually got an ongoing comic book series that you can have a look at online on wow. their website as well. So wow. there's, there's lots of great stuff that's out there. And this, again, is just networks showing... Well, one particular network. Again, it's the 10 network who are putting their hand up and saying, we'll take a risk. And given their demographic, uh, it's particularly an online dem- demographic because it's up to the 49-year-olds. Um, so it's not uh, your wrinklies who don't really know yet what BitTorrenting's about or YouTube's about or, or any of that sort of stuff. Um, the the network's general manager, Damien Smith, uh, says that even though some people uh, think that free internet downloads are going to be taking viewers away, uh, he actually sees it as a very effective marketing tool to I get th- people th- on board. I mean, we've said it before on the show, but I think that's absolutely spot on. If you look at Heroes, there's copies of Heroes bouncing all over Melbourne at the moment, and everybody's loving it, but that's just that's just spreading the word. More and more mm-hmm. people are going to watch it when it comes on. And 
and also, I mean, that is that is very much supernatural. The first series was a great series. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, and I did watch it on Channel Ten because uh, you know it was only a couple of weeks after it had aired in the in the states, and uh, was you know definitely worth waiting those extra couple of weeks. And I think it's the sort of series that could create a real buzz, especially around, uh, among the under thirty viewers. And this is the sort of thing that, you know, somebody sees it, it's only available for 48 hours, so somebody sees it and they tell all their friends, and that's how the buzz is created. It's very simple. And also on that note, uh, Matt and Trey from South Park came out uh, a couple of weeks ago and said that they didn't care that their episodes were up for download on BitTorrent. They weren't going to sue anyone. They really couldn't give a crap because... What it meant was people were enjoying their work, and isn't that why they do it in the first place? Mm. Uh, I, you know, I think I think that's that's very interesting. Ross, you've got some very important news. Well, very sad news for fans of the television drama The OC. It apparently is going to get cancelled at the end of this season. What? He says gulping. <laughs> yep. Bad news for OC fans. Probably bad news for Channel 10. I wonder if... Bad uh, news for anyone who ever doubted Brett. Yes. <laughs> Which I think uh, is the two on this side of the desk. Yes. <laughs> when you said earlier in the year that it was in trouble and we didn't believe it. We him. went, no, mm-hmm. the OC, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's made of lead. Yep. Yep. Uh, so hopefully this will mean uh, mean bad things too for Lag- Laguna Beach, the real OC, and Channel Ten won't try and throw that around again. But I'm interested to see if you guys think would Channel Ten have delayed it if they'd known it was only going to be the one series they've been showing it up to date so far? Would they have kept the whole thing for ratings this year? Do you think? No, I don't think so because a, a lot of it aired during ratings last year, and I think I think one of the big problems with the OC is that. For some reason, and God knows why, but when Misha Barton left the show and her character died, that kind of took away anything that tied the, the storylines together. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of the OC. I've never really... I, I tried to get into it in the first few episodes and, and just couldn't. But uh, as I understood it, the Misha Barton character was kind of instrumental to, to the whole storytelling. And without her there, I think the whole kind of plot has has dissipated. And that's how viewers get lost. So yeah. I, I wonder if Channel 10 are actually noticing. I mean, w- one of the advantages for, for 10 is that because they started showing the OC during rating season, they could say to their advertisers, look, we've got, uh, we've got this many viewers and they're actually going to continue on over summer. So you may as well spend your bucks here. But it'll finish on January 23rd if they show it the day after it screens in the US. Yes. Which... Is very early in rating season. Well, I, it's, I, it's I, not rating season. Rating season doesn't start until the tennis ends. Yeah, tennis ends end of Jen. Yeah, so... So it's three weeks into rating season. Do, you mean February 23rd? Did I say January 23rd? Yes. I apologise. I misspoke. So, so fe- February 23rd is yes. the last episode yes. of the OC. So it's only three weeks into rating, so I'm sure they'll be uh, disappointed. Yeah, and I wonder what they're, what they're going to find to replace it. Although now that they've got the CBS deal, mm. uh, that should help them with with some stuff especially if cbs take control of the csi uh adventures <laughs> which which is going to be very exciting you're just going to keep pushing that I really, until it happens one day it is going to happen <laughs> one day it is going to happen and the hair on fire at channel nine will it'll be like guy fawkes night 
like Guy Fawkes Night. We've given a lot of airtime or pod time to uh, the Screenwriters Guild of America uh, over the over the years uh, with uh, taking industrial action on America's next top model and stuff like that. All troubles are brewing in the local industry. Uh, the Australian screenwriters may be taking industrial action over a decision by Channel 9 to include the New Zealand program uh, Outrageous Fortune, fortune. fortune. Oh, um, in, in for its local drama points. Hey, on the, no, on the plus I, side, this gives local screenwriters something to do. I, <laughs> I, made, I made this point a, a couple of weeks ago when Tom Elliott was here and, and I, I didn't make it perfectly fine. It's itchy beard, Ross. The... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the thing about New Zealanders being able to come here and work without visas is exactly the same and opposite. Australians can go to New Zealand and work there without visas. I think anything that's good for their production is good for our production because they have a much smaller population and a much smaller pool of screenwriters to to choose from. You're shaking your head, Ross. Why, why is that? Because I disagree. I don't think it's good for the industry. I think it's a bad thing to happen. Really? Do you yep. think it's do you think it's a better thing for for writers who haven't had a pay rise since you know nineteen ninety to go on strike? I mean, they really they they have no strength in the industry, none whatsoever. Yeah, but I I I, I I'm not arguing that writers do or don't deserve a pay rise. I'm I'm simply saying having New Zealand product classed as Australian product and nine getting away with that rather than having to make local drama is bad for the local industry. Speaking as a local writer, it's it's very hard to get work with nothing being made. And New Zealand has a very robust industry, particularly helped by their film industry, which is pumping more and more money both into film and television over there. As you say, they've got a much smaller population. They've got a much better film and television industry. And well, in fact, I- with this production, the the New Zealand government are putting in four hundred thousand dollars New Zealand per episode for the production of a- it. As opposed to what we're getting, the government putting ten million in for the whole year for everything. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, sh- sure, it's ridiculous. But you also have the opportunity to get on a plane and go to Wellington or Auckland and see what's available there. Well, I, d- I don't think that's going to work. Just because you don't want to go to Wellington or Auckland, they've got a very robust industry over there. They've they've got all they need. See, I think they're going to be making more, and they're they're going to need more. But I want to know what the listeners think. You can email us hooray at boxcutters dot net or give us a call nine three double eight one zero two seven nine three double eight one zero two seven. You are listening to Box Cutters on three triple R. That is the Box Cutters news. Here is something pleasant for your ears. That was Cake with Daria. Television reference, Josh? Well, strangely enough, that appeared in an episode of Daria, which is one of my favourite series of all time, actually. Of, of I, all time? I not, really, not just animated series? Not just animated series. I think Daria was, it was a magnificent television series. And at the end of every episode, they would play a different track over the closing credits. And uh, sometimes during the third season, they played that, uh, that song, Daria by Cake. Wow. Well, you might have noticed a lack of structural talk in tonight's box cutters. That's because we are the box cutters. We're not the architects. We're filling in <laughs> over summer. And, uh, yeah, the architects will be back in a couple of weeks. Ah, uh, it's, it's a wonderful time of year. It's great. And it's great when you've got the IT guy right out in the green room when uh, something doesn't fire on the computer. Let's try that again. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good bad and otherwise on your box it's the box cutters 
on three triple R, Josh Canal, Ross McQueen, and Brett Cropley with you. And right now in the studio, a very special guest, a first time box cutting guest, former star of Skit House, Rove Live, The Glass House, Corinne Grant. Hi. Hi. <laughs> thanks for uh, th- thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Now, a lot of controversy over the glass house ending. Oh, Lord. Do we still have to talk about that? No, we don't. I just, Good. Wanted, to, I just wanted to see if you were aware of it. <laughs> I am aware of it. And uh, let's move on. Well, no, the, the one question I've been asked a lot mm. is, have Channel 10 picked up the glass house? No. Okay. No. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's, I'm not I, involved in any of that. Channel 10 said no from the get-go. I okay, think, next I week we're going to talk to, uh, to what was his name? Jeff Brown? No, not Jeff Brown. Uh, the dude from Channel 10. David Mott? <laughs> no. Uh, Network General Manager Damien Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, are we? And we'll ask him why not. We're laying down the challenge now. Mr. Smith, come in next week on Box Cutters and he'll explain. Really? <laughs> I think I think I, that, t- I don't think we should be blaming Channel Ten for this. <laughs> I think that rumor just started because uh, when I think that's what pe- people wanted. That's what people wanted, and GNW have that history with yep. Good News Week being picked up by Channel Ten. Yes, the same thing happened with uh, Last Man Standing when Last Man Standing got canned. Straight away, people said, oh, Channel 10 should pick it up. I thought it was on Channel 10. No, it was no, on Channel 7. 7. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, gee, they love to wax things, don't they? <laughs> They're mad for an ass. <laughs> and so, so you can be glad you, you've never been on a show on Channel 7, have no, you? No, I haven't. No, because that wouldn't have lasted. No, well, well, thanks, thanks for your vote of confidence there, Josh. <laughs> That's great. Whether or not Maybe I would have been the exception that broke the rule. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's Channel 7. Yeah, really. right. Okay, my show, I, I did pitch them a show about decoupage and <laughs> didn't even get off the ground. Maybe if you'd gone with decolletage. Decolletage and decoupage. I was going to decoupage oh, my decolletage. That's fantastic. Yeah. So so what have you been doing since uh, since the Glasshouse final show? Oh. Uh, since since we, we haven't seen you on our screens for probably the same amount of time that we hadn't seen you on our screens every summer. Exactly. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'm just getting ready for, you know, Melbourne Comedy Festival and Adelaide Fringe and all that kind of stuff at the moment. Mm. Uh, how, how are you feeling about TV? Are you, are you a little bit sick of it? Are you going, well, I've done television for the past what, seven years yeah about seven years no i really like television i mean i loved doing the glass house i just i really miss doing the glass house it's it's more project than genre you know yeah yeah i, I would really love to still be doing the glass house and love to be working with dave and will again but you know you know we'll see what comes along that's uh, the 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 idea behind the glass house was really interesting because it was when it started everyone went well it's just another panel show Mm. And then it picked up this steam that people started watching it and started loving it because it was it, it was almost like for us what the Daily Show is for for the US. I mean, not as tightly scripted as yeah, the Daily was, Show is, yeah. but, but a look at the issues and and a way for people to find out a little bit and, and get a little bit of yes. opinion. It was meant to be a politically satirical show from the get go, and not just a show where people sit down and, and just talk for no good reason so we, we wanted to have it we wanted to have some direction and we wanted it to be controversial not con- for controversy's sake but because if you if you make people angry that means they're thinking <laughs> <laughs> there's not enough television that makes people think i don't think so every time a letter came into the green guide good or bad you went yeah you know what i don't tend to read them oh really no Husey would would read them and i think will would but 
I don't care. I really think if you're spending your time writing letters to the green guy, then you're probably not the full quid. Is that, <laughs> I probably just offended a lot of your viewers, but, you know, there are more important things in the world than what Sandra Sully's wearing. That's, that's true. Know, I, there are children in detention camps for crying out loud. I wrote a letter to the green guy once. Right. And that was asking, asking for Channel 10 to bring Cop Rock back on air. Wow, Josh, you I have love- a very full life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I had a letter published by the Green Guide too, but that was about something very important. Um, really? What was that? They were editing bits out of The Simpsons. Right, okay. Do you see how both of you are fulfilling my argument? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's how we end up doing a show all about Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> we have no friends. <laughs> oh, love. Yeah, I know. I know, isn't it? Pathetic. So, with... Because I, I want to stay on the glass house because I, I thought it was a, a really interesting concept that, that worked for the ABC, mm. uh, d- despite what decisions they may have made. Uh, and the idea of having uh, different guests, different guest panellists mm. for the whole show each week, how much time did you get to work with them before the show started? Well, we didn't work with them at all because, so, because the show is um, ad-libbed there was nothing to do with them you know you you met them and ran them through the structure of the show and and that kind of thing but you didn't work with them there wasn't a scripted show so what what happens when you get hit by the surprise of a nut bar like uh oh david gosh David Koch is not a nut bar. George Parker. Well, I mean, that's great. I mean, we're comedians and we're experienced ad-libbers. So, you know, whatever someone throws at us, we work with. Dr. Cindy Pan. We would try to make the show about the guests. So whatever they brought to the show, we would try and structure it around them as opposed to us because we have very boring lives and we'd said everything interesting about ourselves within about episode five. (laughs) (laughs) That's... (laughs) That's fair enough. And even by then we were repeating stories. So, you know, yeah, the more mental our guests, the better. My favourite guest has always been Pinky Beecroft. Yeah, and I'd go with that. He's mm, been on a lot yep. and he, he always had something out of left field too. Yeah, and if you want to catch a bit more of Pinky, he commentates the snooker on the ABC on really? Sunday afternoons. Mm. I think it's Sunday afternoons. What an odd Hi- man. Highly recommend it. He's a snooker player. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's pretty much every time Pinky tells me something, I go, really? You used to do that? <laughs> yeah, and he used to be quite the snooker player. Uh, with the... I've completely – you've thrown me with, yeah. with Pinky and, and Snooker. Oh, yeah. I just I'm, I'm a world of now. mindless trivia. So, so what, uh, what sort of preparation did you used to do? How long? I drank a lot. Um. <laughs> keep in touch with the, oh, you, with the no, news, Yeah, obviously. you keep in touch with the news. Yeah, you'd yep. read the newspapers and stuff. And, and you'd find out the day before what story specifically we were talking about. But I tended not to actually prepare too much. When I yep. first started, I used to write a lot of jokes and stuff. Yep. But then as the show went on, I would just sort of write down a vague idea about, oh, maybe you could go in that direction or that direction. Because the looser we kept the show, the more spontaneous it was. Yep. Uh, so really not a lot of preparation. Okay. I mean... Uh, Opposed as opposed, apart from reading the newspapers and making yep. sure that you knew what you were yep. talking about, and that was just the three of you that would that would decide which stories you'd talk well, about. Well, mainly the writers and Will, I think, or mainly mm-hmm. the writers would decide what we would talk about based on what we'd spoken about the week before, and also because we recorded two a fortnight, every second week the show had to be a little bit broader. Yeah. <laughs> so those were the shows with more dick jokes in them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always part of the fun. That's right. Part of the fun. So, of the of the three different sorts of roles that you've had on television, because they've all been very different, mm. uh, your, your role on Rove Live as you know, or on Rove as one of the kids on the couch, and then uh, and then you you were doing a lot of uh, 
a lot of out of town stuff you're doing yeah. around Australia and uh, and things like that. And then on Skid House where you were acting mm. essentially. Yep. Uh, and then Glass House of of those three, how did you? meld them all together because there was a time when you were doing all three yeah i was doing all three and a radio show at the same time i went mental at the end of that year (laughs) i went a little bit loco um i but that i like being able to compartmentalize my brain i've been watching a lot of alias over the last (laughs) few weeks and they always talk about compartmentalizing parts of your brain yeah i'm just like the cia (laughs) yep except that i can't touch my toes so probably couldn't save the world i don't think is that a prerequisite i think I think having some modicum of flexibility would be a requisite for saving the world. Right. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Sydney Bristow can touch her toes. I, I thought the only prerequisite for being in Alias was that you could change into a fantastic outfit and get your hair done. I'm always in the, wondering in the how toilets, those wigs you know? stay on. Yeah. When yeah. she's doing all the high kicks and, you know, killing people and all of that, how did the wig stay on? Yeah. She must have a lot of bobby pins. <laughs> I reckon half of the CIA budget goes on bobby <laughs> pins. Because they've got an expert with, you know, with the special gadgets and everything, but they don't have an expert there just constantly bobby pinning A makeup wig on. artist. Yeah. yeah, maybe she had press studs inserted into her head, ah. and all the wigs come with little press studs, and she can do it that yeah, way. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So her head is like a cowboy shirt. Exactly. Wow. Yep. You know they never screened. <laughs> they, Channel Seven never screened the uh, final series of Alias here, despite promising to. Really? Hang on, Channel oh, Seven Channel broke 7. a promise. Oh, Channel Seven. They're is like it, a bad boyfriend. <laughs> isn't it on at the moment? No, those repeats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, for no like good reason. And random, random in the middle of the night kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, I think they're repeating. I think it might be season three. I think you're right. Yes, I think you're right. I'm in the middle of season two at the moment. And when are you going to write your letter to the Grand Guard, Corinne? When am I going to write my letter to the Grand Guard? <laughs> Probably won't, Josh. Probably find something more important to do. You know you want to. <laughs> no, I don't want to. The day I do that, you're allowed to come around and give me a slap. All right, done. <laughs> of course, there is a certain level that you get to when you actually write a column and they pay you for the, the letter the, that she would write to the Grand Guard. Oh, yeah, like you write a column, and, and in that column you can complain about yeah. everything yeah. you want to for, for 50 cents per word. That's why Marie Cardi has the life I want. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a friend of ours wrote us a letter saying that uh, he did a bit of research when he noticed the same letter in the Herald Sun and the Green Guide. Oh, that happens a bit. And found that this person in the last eight years had written upwards of 450 letters or got 450 letters published. Wow, that happens mm. in the opinion pages as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, those of us who are a little bit more intelligent might read the opinion pages sometimes. I read the opinion pages because they've got cartoons on them, Karina. Yeah, they do. The age ones have letters and the Herald Sun ones just have, I like, I like reading. <laughs> Karina Grant, thank you so much for coming into Boxcutters. You're Box welcome. Cutters. You're, you're a fantastic guest. We'd love to have you back on. Sure. At some stage. And the best of luck, you're, you're going to do a season in Adelaide for the Adelaide Festival? Adelaide Fringe and then Comedy Festival, yeah. Yeah. That's- that's great. So, you know, maybe you can come back and plug that. Yeah. And we'll try to work that into television. If you can mention television in your show. Well, I'm giving away my stuff in my show, but I'm not giving away my television. Bless <laughs> you, because otherwise we couldn't be friends anymore. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Karina. You're, You're listening to Box Cutters on 3 Triple R. That's N-E-R-D with lap dance. Which no was, one. of course, from uh, Baba Goes to the Circus. Which you can catch on four o'clock on no. Channel Two. No, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't. My information must be wrong. No, that was uh, that was in I think the first episode Buffy? of CSI. Uh-huh. Uh, let me check my notes. 
And uh, well, I've got to say it was in uh, one episode of CSI. It was definitely in the first season, though. NERD with Lap Dance from In Search of... You're listening to Box Cutters over summer in place of The Architects. Josh Canal, Ross McQueen and Brett Cropley with you until 8 o'clock at the moment. It is 20 minutes to. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Whenever I'm ready. Triple R. <laughs> Okay, you know. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Every yes. soap, soap, and oh, soap and water. Soap and water. Hello and okay. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. Ah, the familiar sounds. The lovely Naomi. Well, Naomi might be gone, but Today Tonight are still fighting the good fight. They're trying to save the world one story at a time. Last week they did a few stories on the New Year's Eve fiasco that was Channel 10. Ah, their coverage, which they've had a lot of stick about. Well, apparently, Today Tonight and Radio Station 2UE have been inundated with complaints. Not just one, not just a few. An inundation. An inundation, exactly. Uh, Now, what I could glean from these complaints, the ones that Today Tonight highlighted, uh, was that the average age of the complainant was approaching their mid to late 150s. (laughs) They were well past the age where they would be having young children themselves, but they were concerned about some mystical young children that might have been out there and might have been offended by the telecast. The other thing I worked out was that they were particularly concerned for Bert and Patty, given Matthew Newton's display and how smutty it was. And it made me think, have they not seen any of Bert's material? I mean, Bert (laughs) is smut. I would say Matthew's probably just a chip off the old block. (laughs) If Bert didn't have any smutty humour, he wouldn't have any humour at all. Yeah, and and Paddy... Smutty as they come. Well, I, I can't comment on on Patty, but I, uh, I, I on uh, on pick a box. She used to. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making stuff up. <laughs> anyway, people had complained. People were upset, and Channel Seven were going to do something about it. Damn it! Cut to the Channel Seven reporter standing there with a huge stack of paper. Wait a minute. This is this is like well after New Year's Eve. We've had the countdown. It's all done. Well buried. I, I didn't get to see today tonight on the second of January mm-hmm. because we were doing the show, obviously. But on the third of January, I'm assuming they'd done a story the night before, and this was a follow up story. So it really kind of lack substance one might say <laughs> so this this reporter is standing there with a huge stack of paper it, it's several reams it looks like a three or four phone books thick and he keeps telling us that it's our complaints these are your complaints i've got your complaints right here and you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take them right to the mayor's office now mayor of <laughs> sydney mayor. mayor of sydney now i'm not sure why the mayor of sydney has to suffer this today tonight fool no. but I, I think it's got something to do with uh, fireworks, uh, complaints, Sydney. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't follow the logic on I, that. I would have loved so much more if he said, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to douse them in kerosene and set them on fire <laughs> and just whoosh, up go the letters. No, no, no. That's what we think about your then opinion. I, then I'm going to put a dog turd in the middle of it, knock on the door, put it on the doorstep. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, the, the he trundles off to the mayor's office and... Not surprisingly, a couple of seconds later, he comes out. Well, the mayor's not at work today, but that's not—that's <laughs> not going to stop today tonight. So then, then starts his weird thing, where he starts stalking the mayor of Sydney, and goes—I kid you not—to her house. 
then a few seconds later comes out of the house, well, the mayor's not at home either. <laughs> so we went to the supermarket. <laughs> Where would the mayor be? Asleep at the switch, you might say. There's this travesty of television going on. And where is the mayor? It's January 3rd. Like a large portion of Australians, the mayor is on holidays. I mean, for God's sake, the Prime Minister goes to every day of the fifth test every year. I don't think it's that much to ask for the mayor of Sydney to be able to have a few days off. Uh, And I tend to think that uh, today, tonight, could have saved themselves quite a bit of fuss and bother if they'd made a phone call to the mayor's office at the start. But what do I know about producing current affairs television? They've still got got 12 minutes of dead air to fill. (laughs) With something. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, I mean, look, complaints were made. Obviously, there were problems with Channel 10's broadcast. And in our high-tech modern society, there has to be someone to blame. So I would put the blame squarely at the feet of Channel 7. If Channel 7 was showing some reasonable, responsible viewing, perhaps we wouldn't have had this problem. What were they showing? Chicago. Not only is it a crap film, hey, it's hey, hey. not only is it a crap film, it's it's really not at all family friendly. And I'll take this one step further. If you really want to blame somebody, how about looking at today tonight? They want to be the moral beacons of our society. They want to be the guiding lights. How about they uh, clean up their own backyard before having a go at everybody else? Exert some of their influence locally before looking at others. Still, I'm angry about what you said about Chicago. But, the, <laughs> but, but also, I think you, you failed to mention that if Channel 7 had actually bid more money for the rights to broadcast the New Year's Eve event in Sydney... I didn't even know there was a great big bidding war. Well, when, when does it happen? Well, it, I, I don't know that it was a bidding war. It wasn't I a bidding war. I think if- Channel, Channel 10 said, we'll give you $10.50, and Channel 9 said, we're not going above $10. I actually, I actually much preferred watching Channel 9's broadcast of the Melbourne fireworks, personally. R- really? Yeah. Really? And previously to that, even, Spies even, Like Us. Even though two seconds <laughs> after midnight, they switched to Quiz Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, you know, I, I was out partying, so it didn't matter. <laughs> one, of the, one of the complaints I heard said, oh... It was full of ex-Big Brother people. Hello, it's on Channel 10. What do you expect? Where are they going to get their talent from? Yeah, exactly. They, they have can't to have Sandra so Sully the, doing everything. Yeah, I, I think you want to be be aware of, of some of the terms that you use. Where are they going to get the people that they put in front of the TV? <laughs> yes, yes. From. Yes, not talent. That's, yes. that's right. Mm. And clearly, Eddie Maguire wouldn't do it. He'll do everything else. <laughs> there you go. This is the Box Cutters. It's uh, 12 minutes to the hour of 8 o'clock. The sounds of the flaming lips. She don't use jelly taken from their transmissions from the Satellite Heart album. This noise goes on for a while. It is the flaming lips. What uh, what's the television reference with that? Well, one? that's actually uh, that's actually my favourite television reference. Wow, that's when the flaming lips performed live on Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. They performed that song. And there's this great moment where uh, after they get off stage, Ian Ziering says, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of alternative music, but those guys rocked. <laughs> it was it was really just uh, throw something in here. <laughs> it was hilarious. Hilarious. You're listening to Box Cutters. It's 3RRR 102.7 or rr.org.au. Hi, this is Joss Whedon, creator of Serenity, Buffy, and Angel. Welcome to New Melbourne, home of fish, fish-based activities, and Radio 3 Triple R FM. Triple R, it's independent radio, and it aims to misbehave. Diamond Postman, I have a letter for you. 
Letters to box cutters. And can I just say before you start, if you have a letters to box cutters, send it to us at hooray at boxcutters.net. And also... That's, of course, on the internet. Yes. You can't really write that on an envelope and put it in the post and hope no, it will get to us. Not do, yet. But if you, do, if, you do send a, if you do want to actually write something down with pen and paper, you can send a letter to box cutters care of 3 R and at some somehow... It will get passed on to us, I'm sure. Care of Triple R at P.O. Box 2145, Brunswick East, 3057. Now, clearly, Brett, you know something I don't know. How, if you write an email address on an envelope, is that going to get to us at some day? I think one day we will have the technology. One day. One day. One day. This is from the same man who last week <laughs> was shouting vaporware about the Venice Project, which is a very real project. It's vaporware. They have a client. Vapor. They have a client. Letters to box cutters. Letters to box cutters. The first one comes from The Other Chad. The Other Chad. I love having The, the Other Chad. There is, there is another Chad, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming he was a little bit upset. Really? We've because got, there was a previous Chad. We've got two Chads and we've got two Nigels. That's got to be a first anywhere. I think, I think it is. Quick, call Guinness. <laughs> uh, he says, for some uh, beers. He says, congrats on... No, for the record book. Oh, I'm with you, with you. Congrats on a great show. Thanks. He wanted to uh, plug a, a great little show, which recently started on SBS, Fridays at 7.30pm, called Corner Gas. Uh, he said that SBS have started with Series 1. There have been four series so far, and it's a ripper. They're up to Episode uh, 6, I think. Really? Last week, yeah. So, you can check that out. SBS Friday Night's Corner Gas. Have, um, have either I, of you I seen I did it? actually have a look at it on, on the other Chad's recommendation. I found it a little bit dull. Really? Uh, yeah. We, we didn't talk about this off air, but um, yeah, I did. I but did, what's I, the what's the basis of of the show? Well, it's it's kind of a sitcom in a in a kind of desert gas station, basically in the in the US. Right. So it's a There's one a lot to one it. location. Canada, US or Canada? Oh yeah, could be Canada. I had I had a feeling it was Canada or the lead, the main person behind it is Canadian. One of the two. I've been or on some powerful both. medication over the week, so <laughs> maybe maybe once I'm past that, I'll have another look and. I'll laugh my ass off. Well, considering that 90% of anything that's shot in the US is actually shot in Canada, uh, you know, it just looks like it's shot in the US. No, it could be. I think there are references to Ontario and stuff. Yep. Uh, This one comes from Stephen Boxcutter. He says he recently came across some YouTube footage of So Notorious, apparently a mockumentary series about Tory Spelling. The exits I saw made me laugh. Have you guys come across this show? Have we come? We we've never discussed this. Uh, well, look, Tory spelling. I, I I kind of avoid anything to do with Tory spelling, as as best I can. So, I mean, I knew it was out there, and I've seen the ads for it, but I kind of think, well, I I can't I can't imagine watching a show with her without throwing up at some point. So, so Did, that also means that you're not going to watch uh, Hollywood's worst uh, plastic surgery disasters. No. Right. No. <laughs> Did. Um, did Stephen say it was a mockumentary? He says it's a mockumentary. That's my understanding too. It's a mockumentary based around the zany life of Tory Spelling. Okay. Why do you think? Do you, have you seen? I, some I of thought it? it was. I thought it was maybe a piss take on the life of Tory Spelling from what I read. But again, I was on drugs. What's the difference um, between a piss take and a mockumentary? Well, a piss take where where she wouldn't actually be in it or or. I oh, know she's definitely in it. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Right. I'm downloading the first season as we speak, so uh, I'll let you know soon. No, no, you're not <laughs> downloading it. What? The whole, the whole first part of the show was me talking about how much we love downloading. Oh, Ross, I can't really? be a party to that. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. Downloading from, is illegal, gentlemen. From Kerry Boxcutter, she says that uh, or, can, or can be, except for point one percent. To sum up, I bought it from iTunes. <laughs> Kerry, no one wants to hear your letter. No, that's not true. Please, please continue, Kerry. <laughs> to, to sum up Kerry's letter, essentially she says that uh, initially when she watched Entourage, she didn't like it. She sent us a letter to, to that effect. Mm. She's been alone at home watching Entourage again. So after, after we all had our little flame wars on her, yes. saying, oh my God, how can you be so, such an idiot not to appreciate the subtle humour of Entourage? <laughs> and, uh, and now she loves it. Now she loves it. Hurrah. Yeah. She's finally seen the light. Which is excellent. If you want to send us letters, you can. Hooray at boxcutters.net or boxcutters. Care of 3 R, P.O. Box 2145, Brunswick East 3057. We'll put that address up on the website, boxcutters.net. But then again, if you can get to a website, you can probably email us, do that. It's so much simpler. Nick Taylor's warming up in the green room, but we've just got time for some pork. Hey, um, when I cast my pod... It's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I'm guessing that I'm the only one who saw Shane Warne being interviewed by Michael Parkinson last night on UK TV. Of us three? Of us three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I saw excerpts on the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they. Uh, it, it went for like one and a half hours. This is one and a half hours of a fan... Just drooling over a man. It, I mean, Parkinson is such a huge cricket fan, and uh, and loves Shane Warne and loves his style. And uh, essentially, I think the official term is cricket tragic. Right. Uh, essentially, the, uh, the the whole show was him going. Now, I want to talk about this particular ball that you bowled in this series in 1998, and then they'd show some footage of it, and Shane would go, yeah, well, uh, what I did there was I, I kind of moved him across for a while and thought that I could uh, sneak the ball in behind, and uh, and it did, and it got on the stumps, and I was very happy about that. And that went on for one and a half hours. <laughs> well, that sounds that tedious. It, it, it pretty much was. Mm. And as far as a television personality, Shane Warne makes a great bowler. And why was it on UK TV? <laughs> Parkinson was out here. Yeah. Yeah. UK TV had the rights to... Foxtel produced it. So so they recorded it here, it went over to the UK, and it came back here on UK TV? N- no. Foxtel produced it. UK TV is a Foxtel network, is a Foxtel station. Which is a station that generally shows stuff from the UK. Yes, but one would think that considering that Foxtel produced it, which I've now said four times, Brett... That they would have produced it, shown it on UK TV, and then it will go over and be shown in the UK. Okay. So, was it regular season parky? No, no, no. It was a special. a special. It yeah. was it was a special. Um, excellent. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> hey, uh, they, I don't know if you guys uh, tuned into uh, the, the show on Channel 7 over the week. Uh, May Day head-on collision, which was the uh, the big story about the two trains that that collided head-on, as you may uh, on the first of May partially partially <laughs> pick from the name of it. Um, it began airing at uh, seven thirty p.m. on uh, I think it was Tuesday, um, but didn't finish until nine o'clock Wednesday. No, I I actually tuned in, and there was this weird audio loop going 
on and on and on and on and on. I thought it was actually part of uh, part of like the the story, but it did eventually get back into the narration and, and talking about uh, 157 passengers on the passenger train that was going to collide. Um, but uh, Channel 7 actually had a glitch and uh, had like this 10-second this loop of audio that in some way mentioned uh, the words Jesus Christ oh. for like 10 minutes. Really? Yes. It was so weird. Do you, do you think gremlins have gotten into Channel 7? I'm not sure. Do you think Christian gremlins have gotten into Channel it was, 7? It wasn't a reenactment of the train driver. Just as he was going towards the other train. <laughs> what? It was, it, you know, there was it was a soft focus kind of shot going on. I thought there yeah, might have been some been artsy something. kind of thing go, happening. But yeah, no, yeah, no. Hey, Channel Seven screwed up. Just very quickly, uh, apparently the Family Guy writers have been on strike, but the strike has been resolved. They must have Fox must have met with the manatees. <laughs> yes. Manatees demands. <laughs> yes, because because they've come back and they're, and they're going to do a, a sixth season, and that's exactly what I thought. The manatees. <laughs> the have manatees finally are agreed. back in the tank with all the idea balls. That is a terrible show, <laughs> and that's been Box Cutters episode sixty-eight on three triple R. My name. Uh, well, I oh, know I want to say thanks to our guest. Yes, very Corinne special Grant. thanks to Corinne. Thank you so much for coming in, and Nick Taylor is. Up next with Beats Beats Electric. Electric. Uh, Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. Mandai. Continue to be Brett Croffley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Mandai. Catches again. What's Mandai? Catches again next week. It's his African name. (laughs) Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Mm